Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 58 of Teaching Tales, the podcast completely devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. Once again, I am Brent Coley, your host, a principal of an elementary school, a beautiful, wonderful elementary school in Southern California. And joining me today is the one, the only, Craig Badura. Craig, how are you, man? I am great. Thank you for having me, Brad. I really appreciate it. I, I can't say that I'm from a warm, sunny place like you are. It's just kind of cold and gloomy right now in Nebraska, but we're getting we're getting towards spring. Well, it, it, it is raining outside my office window right now, so that I, I but, but I'm not going to complain. I want to I want to say good for you. Yeah, <laughs> you guys up, get all the nice weather. Shut up, Brett. It's raining and not snowing. You say right? True. True. So, yes. um, well, before we before we get into it, so for anyone who is not already following you online or not already familiar with your work, tell uh, tell my mom and dad or anybody else who is listening. At least my mom and dad. Who is Craig Badura? Uh, Craig Badura is a technology coach. I have been in this position for about uh, eight years at a school in the middle of Nebraska, about 1,200 kids, 120 teachers. Uh, prior to that, I was an integration specialist at an elementary school. Uh, I should say integration slash media specialist. I was uh, My blog then was called That Guy in the Library, and then I changed it over to a dad, a coach, and a teacher. And then uh, prior to that, when I first started in 1999, I was a, a social studies teacher and coach. And I still do some coaching on the side now. I'm the I'm the boys golf coach here, and and I, I love uh, the fact this year. I'm really excited because I was able to actually start a class this year. I, I got a got my own class again instead of having, you know, uh, K-12 students and popping in and out of classrooms all over the place. I got my own class called Digital Innovation. So we're kind of doing some. I, I don't know if we're doing anything innovative, but we're we're trying trying to keep up on the on the up and up with all the technology happenings, and it's I, I really. I, I forgot how much I missed having eighth graders every day. Mm, that's awesome. That is that is awesome. Well, like I we were saying before we started recording, I have followed followed you online and followed your work for a while, and I'm I'm stoked. We were saying before we started recording, this is the beauty of technology, the beauty of social media. That this is the first time we've ever spoken. Yeah. Yeah. And we're and we're learning from each other, and hopefully those of those who are listening will learn something. And what sparked me reaching, I've wanted to reach out to you for a while, but you posted something on Instagram the other day. You are a golfer. Mm -hmm. I am, okay, I'll say I'm a golfer. I'm not a great golfer, <laughs> but I love to golf. I, I have golfed with my dad uh, since I can remember. He got me out on the golf course, and it's one of the things that I really enjoy doing, though I don't do it nearly enough. Um, you posted something on Instagram the other day, and... It resonated with me and caused me to reach out to you to say, you know what, what you posted is something that I think would be awesome to share on the podcast. So do you want to talk about what you posted there? I can do yeah. it. You'll do a better job. What did you Either or. I mean, I, I guess what I what I had done is I'd, I'd written a blog post a while back called is the F word holding you back in your classroom. And I tried to come up with a catchy title and you see that come across your Twitter stream and you're like, whoa, what's yeah. he talking about here? And and it's, it's really, in my role as an integration specialist, I think I see this quite frequently. And I was in that same position prior to the position that I'm in now where I was, I was afraid to try different things as a teacher. I think we, we lean on the, uh, the, the kickstand. I call it the comfortable kickstand. And it's very easy to do that in the world of EDU. And, and we know in, in our daily trials that any sort of little change to our, 
our environments really kind of challenges us and we kind of, we, we're afraid of change as teachers. And I think that a big part of my job is to support those teachers and kind of hold their hands and be that support net for teachers. But I, I guess I posted a picture or a, a video of me when we were down at Las Cendas uh, golf course golfing. And I had, uh, I think it was 220 to pin, 203 to clear. And as I get a little bit older, Brent, I'm going to tell you right now, that's a harder shot for me to hit. Now, 10 years ago, it was simple. I'm hitting five iron, four iron. I'm going to go for it. And my kids kind of razz me a lot anymore. And, and, you know, they've grown up on the golf course. And we kind of have some, some, some general agreements here that if you have less than 220 to pin, you're going for it. And we have a hole on our home course here that uh, I put myself in that predicament situation a lot of times. And I'm sitting there going, okay. I'm going to be preaching to my kids about not having fear on the golf course. I'm going to have to live up to this. So I tied that that video that I posted on my Instagram page uh, to that old blog post and talked about how, as teachers, I think we need to find ways to get over the fear that we have in our classrooms of of trying new things. I've literally had teachers tell me, I'm afraid of failing in front of my students. Mm -hmm. And so that's, like I said, um, I, I love trying to help teachers get through that fear. Yeah. So, so for anyone who went and got a glass of water, the F word that he is referring to is <laughs> yes, fear, fear, not the other F word. <laughs> we don't do that here. This is a clean podcast, but uh, and, and yeah, it's it's we hear that a lot. We talk about failure with teachers wanting to communicate to our students. It's okay to fail. Mm -hmm. that, yes. that it's okay, but as adults. Sometimes that's hard to model to practice to practice what we preach. First of all, did you make it? I can't remember. I did. I, I a little 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 push. I kind of walked out of that one, so I was trying to make it look good on camera. But yeah, I, I pushed it right bunker, uh, able to get up and down. I don't think I'm a birdie putt though, but um, yeah. So <laughs> it was well, it was kind of fun, and I was glad I tied that to that because I was thinking of that, and I just I, I I remembered back to that blog post. And I'm like, you know, that was I really enjoyed writing that one because that one just really came from the heart for, you know, I always try to find a subject that's just really important to me that I'm passionate about and then, and then just, just write about it and see what comes out. And that's one that I've had for two or three years now that I really enjoy going back to. Well, it, like I said, I, it completely struck a chord with me. In your position now, again, your role is supporting teachers, teachers and yeah. especially with, with integrating and being innovative with new technology, which is really... I mean, I'm in a site administration capacity. I'm principal of yeah. elementary school. Yeah. So oftentimes, yes, the technology is one of those things, but it's also new curriculum. Yeah. Uh, new new things like that. Can you share a time? Because I'm sure you probably encounter this daily. Mm -hmm. A time when when one of the teachers that you've been supporting was uh, apprehensive to oh, yeah. something, but but then it ended up turning into. <laughs> an awesome experience. I have one. I'm going to give her a shout out. Mrs. Brzee. She uh, retired from my district. Then I think she ended up getting another job. But when I started here eight years ago, she had to be, oh, mid fifties. And she's been around here for a while, several years. And um, I remember leading a, a, it was a high school professional development session that day. And here I am the newbie kind of nervous in front of my staff. And and we had just went one-to-one -one iPad. So this is like the, maybe the second PD training that I'd done with our teachers with this. And she got so frustrated. It was almost embarrassing. <laughs> and I, here I am trying to console her and settle her down in front of all these teachers. 
And I think it was something like, these iPads are just stupid. And she literally just kind of picked it up and just kind of slammed it on the table with the grade level group that she was with. And I was just like, okay, how am I going to approach this? Because you've got a lot of eyes on you right now, Craig. What are you going to do in this situation? And so I, I, I guess my style on that is, how can I help you? Just settle down. I'm here for you. I got to, you know, and it all goes back, I think, Brent, to building relationships with your staff. I don't care if it's curriculum, if it's technology, whatever it is. We've all heard that in, in, in the Twitter world and, and Instagram, but it, it is. It's all about building those relationships. So I wanted to make and create a, an environment with Mrs. Brzee that she was totally comfortable. And then I will tell you what, she became one of my best teachers and users of technology. And she was an FCS teacher. So it's not the easiest subject to integrate technology into. But uh, about three years later, I actually wrote a blog post. It's called, I'm not that good with technology. It's, uh, it's something like, it's just an excuse or something like that. If you scroll back through my blog at craigbadura.com, um, there's a picture of her and I together. And she literally, before she retired, came up and said, Craig, I don't know how I would have taught the last three years without technology. So it's, I mean, she just thanked me for the support. And we did a lot of planning together. So it was fun just popping in or she'd come in and, and show me a success story or talk about it since if I wasn't in her classroom. So that was that was really a neat um, a series of events that happened over two or three years where she went from somebody that was very frustrated and was a naysayer to somebody that was here she's 55, 56, 57 years old, and she was one of my tech leaders in my district out of 120 teachers. So that was just a, a neat experience. I love experiences like that. And yeah. I'm always trying to, you know, who's going to be my next one to step up and do that? I have a friend who who had a similar experience, was talking that she's in a similar role, the the, the technology teacher and assists her, her, her friends, her, her colleagues, and right. yeah, somebody who was probably the the staunchest resistance yeah. to it at the beginning just almost like that yeah. just back off this is is now like yeah. the one who's leading the parade and yeah. and it just goes to show you i think it just models to the kids what would you say to because well let me ask you a question do you get teachers who say i don't know how to do this so i can't even try or the kids the kids are, I'm going to look stupid in front of the kids or something like that. Oh, yeah, I've done it. I had one. Uh, it was in seventh grade. Uh, and he was an, another um, elder teacher, elder, a statesman, you know, an esteemed <laughs> colleague member. And and I remember we met in our interdisciplinary teams that day. And he just flat out said to me, Craig, I'm afraid of failing in front of the kids. I'm like, really? And I guess I, looking back, when I started teaching, I know I had that failure, but I, that the little bit of fear, but never just like really afraid of that. So what I did is we meet with our uh, middle school kids once a month for digital citizenship. So I purposefully set it up and I, he's probably never going to listen to this. So Mike, if you're listening, <laughs> I totally canned that lesson that day so I could model it for you. So I, I it was something with, a, I think it was a video that I had embedded in my Google slide. Um, and so I just totally, and the thing is, was I had a hundred and 105, 110 seventh graders sitting there when this tanked. And I, I knew my plan B and I'm always telling teachers have a plan B because yeah. it fails. Cause and it's, it's gonna okay. Fail. Yeah. It's going to fail. Gonna fail. <laughs> it's going to fail. And uh, even if you're not, don't, you're not using technology, you know, have that plan B because kids learn so much from those experiences when they see you as the adult. And, you know, we, we, sometimes we just, we preach that to kids, but yet we're not willing to do it ourselves. And I know it's something we don't want, we're not really willing to do, but how are you going to handle that situation? Because the kids just totally pick up on your mannerisms or what, how do you, how you, re, you know, respond to something like that? 
it, it reminds me, and I've said this in a previous episode, I do not remember which one, but again, I'm coming back to that Rita Pearson, Every Child Needs a Champion. Mm-hmm. You've seen that, I'm sure, her TED Talk. Yep. yep. The, the part where she was doing the math lesson and she was doing it incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Is, like, and then she realized that next, like that night, she was playing <laughs> the next day and she's like, Oh my gosh! I just taught my kids the pre- that day. I yeah. completely taught them the wrong way, <laughs> and I can apologize the next day. And her students' response was so awesome because it's like, "That's all right. We, that's all right, Ms. P. We, we just you were having fun or something like that. You were having fun, so we just let you keep going." Right. And I think that's such a powerful reminder that it's like her passion, her excitement for for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It over. It's, it, it, she was wrong. Yeah, she was yep. failing, quote unquote, yeah. failing in front of her kids, but they didn't judge her for it. Yep, yep. If anything, they it probably endeared her even more yep. to them. I, I've always said, don't you think, Brent? We sometimes we as teachers and administrators, we just need to get out of the way. I yep. think sometimes, and I've written posts about that before. Sometimes we just need to get out of the way in our classroom. And, you know, we can learn so much from our kids. Yeah. I just, it, it's, it's just, I'm always telling that to my teachers. It's okay. Ask the student to teach yeah. you how to do it. They, they love when you can empower students in your classroom and say, you know what? I'm struggling with this right now. And I just yeah. don't know how to use this app. I guarantee you, you have a kid in your classroom. I don't care if it's kindergarten or first grade. Yeah. And when you, when you have that kid teach you something, or I love to use my tech helpers in my classroom. I know some teachers get frustrated, especially when you're using technology, you get those one or two kids that, that, that are done quick. And they're the ones that are, you know, I'm, I'm done. And you're like, oh, I got 15 more minutes. What am I going to do? Put those kids to work. You know, don't be afraid to empower those kids and say, you know, I just had two of them today in first grade, um, Perry. And I'm trying to think of the other one was at Dawson or somebody. I, I don't know who the two boys were, but they were done early and they know, Mr. Badura, do you need help? Yes, I do. Please. So here's, they're going to help you work on this pit collage project and then get into the seesaw. So, you know, it's just that fear of we're just not the sole purveyor of knowledge in our classrooms anymore. You have a whole classroom full of kids that are willing to help. Not, yeah, not even close. I mean, that's when you're talking about one of the things that I'm, that I'm passionate about and and going to be working with, with our staff is, is trying to provide students different ways, new and engaging ways to demonstrate what they've learned that are not yes. your traditional uh, mission projects, dioramas, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> th- th- those those types of yes. things, which that may be, like you said earlier, the comfortable kickstand. Yep. But I think what's holding a lot of teachers back is, well, I mean, have you ever seen, let me hit the pause button. Have you ever seen the YouTube video of the fourth grade student who created San Diego Mission de Acala in Minecraft? No, I haven't. It, 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 if you look, if you do a search okay. for anyone listening, if yeah. you search like San Diego Mission Minecraft, one of the first ones that comes up is a fourth grader who, who built San Diego's mission Wow. In Minecraft. And then does his like fly, he screencasted it and like did a fly through and he's narrating wow. everything about this is where the Indians live and this is, here's the pews. And, he, and he's telling everything that he learned and it's like six minutes. <laughs> and, and I'm just, I'm, my mind is blown as I was watching this because I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. The number one, he's demonstrate what he's demonstrating what he's learning. Number two, 
imagine the excitement that that kid had Amen. when his teacher said, okay, here's your project. I want you to go home and build a, or, or give him a choice. You can do yeah. this, or you can build it in Minecraft. Yep. They'd be, he'd be running home yep. to do that. And yep. I think that the fear that holds a lot of, and because I've heard this, I'm sure you have too, is, but Craig, I don't know how to do Minecraft. Yep. Yep. So what do you so what do you say to the teacher? You've already said just let it happen. I had I had that instance happen uh, at the start of this year. We're doing a family project in second grade, and the teacher wanted to do some more choice. I'm always telling my teachers, let your students give them choices. Quit giving recipes in your classroom because you're given the same thing. Everybody's poster looks the same. You have 23 of the same recipe. Let them have. And she's like, well, I don't know what to do different. I said, let's just throw this one in here with the green screen with doing. She's like, I don't know how to use it. And I said, let me teach three of your kids. And so I took three of the kids. We went in the little closet back there, put the green screen up. I shut the door. We did their three projects. And I said, Marsha, let them go teach. And she came back. We came back the next week and she's like, whoa. And so those kids literally taught the rest of the class. And then the other second grade classes wanted to come in and they're like, how did you do this? And so, yeah, it's, that's. <laughs> and that's, just, yeah. And that's the beauty of choice. It's like, if right. you give them, okay, you want to, you can write a, you want to write a report. All right. You want to make PowerPoint? Mm -hmm. Great. You want to make a video? You want to make you want to build it in Minecraft? Yep. Well, but all of my students don't know how to do it in Minecraft. Right. Okay. That's but okay. Billy, but Billy does. Yeah. And if Billy does, maybe Billy will teach Susan how to yeah. do it, and maybe yep. they'll work. To, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I just I'm envisioning the jaw it's, drops when yeah. you say, or you can do it in Minecraft. Yeah. I know, what? and especially with the elementary kids. Oh goodness yeah. gracious! That's... I mean, my my son was. I mean, he's an eighth grader now. So, but at, when he was young, it was Minecraft. It yep. was Minecraft, Minecraft. Yep. And if if his teacher would have given him an opportunity, yeah, to do that, yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, it, it would have just been crazy it is because it's 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 pertinent to them it means something to them they it has value think of fortnite right now yeah I, you know I, all the time on twitter i'm saying oh fortnite is banned in the classrooms i'm like why don't you we have a seventh grade teacher that's doing math problems with when i play fortnite i'm dropping right where i drop my pin i'm going straight down versus dropping a while back you know and and then and then flying in i mean yeah. so he's doing he's tying it in his math class and when you when he pulls that up in his math class and he brings up the word Fortnite, just like that. Like, yeah, it is. And so it's like, I've told teachers, you don't like, I, and then I'll, and I'll ask him, when's, when, when's the last time you played Fortnite? Well, I never have. Are you afraid of what you're going to learn? I said, it's probably one of the most engaging games there is when it comes to the four C's. <laughs> so I said, it's no wonder kids, but we fear that unknown of what, you know, I don't know how to use it. So I'm just going to say, no, stop it. Yeah. And if anything, I just think it's hard. And and for anyone yeah. this, I mean, I'm not. I don't think you're saying it either. We're not saying yeah. it's easy to do that. Yeah, it's kind of like I've written about this. Using people's names is very powerful. Mm -hmm. And you ever used it? You ever uh, called a student by the wrong name? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so am I. And I wrote about it. In I've written a book that's coming out in a little bit. And and I, I talk about that story, but then I had to also talk about another story when I, when I used a student's name and it had the opposite. It had a completely yep. mind-blowingly positive effect. Yep. And 
could I make another mistake and call a student by the wrong name? Yes, I could. Mm -hmm. Or if I don't let my fear control me, yep. if I don't listen to the voice that says, Brent, don't, don't call her by her name because what if you say it wrong again? Right. You're gonna, but instead I listen to the other one says, call her by your name because what if you get it right? The what if. what if, yep. What if you get, not, not the what if wrong, what if good? What if, yeah. what if we try this new technology thing, this new lesson idea, this new edu protocol or whatever it yeah. is and, and my, and it works. Yeah. And it works. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. What's the worst <laughs> exactly. Thing? I'm going to try this lesson. What is the worst thing that could happen? It bombs. Okay. Yeah. And what, and what then? That's right. That's, that's the thing is you look at it in that sense. It's like, really? Uh, yeah. We're still going to come back to school tomorrow. I mean, life's going to go on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's still, so I mean, that F word is so hard, Brent, to get by as a teacher. And I think the whole culture of education, I'm trying to think of what I want to say, how it just, um, it's just not acceptable just the status quo again leaning on that comfortable kickstand i i'm i've got a blog post in my head i need to kick it out it's just called leaning on the on the kickstand called comfortable and i think we do that as schools i don't care if it's an elementary middle high school we do that as educators i i'll bring up an example right now of uh i won't name the aforementioned or the the uh um, messaging service that's having a fight with a major cell phone company. Oh, I know you. what you're talking about. So, I know what you're talking about. So I won't give them any props here, but let's think about this right now. I got about four emails yesterday. What are we going to do? Oh my goodness. It's, uh, and I'm like, settle down. There's other options out there. Again, there's that little piece of change that's pushing in education. And we fear, <gasps> what are we going to do? We're going to survive. Trust me. We, yeah. I've been in education for 19 years. We'll, we'll survive. We'll have another. I have a couple options to show you here. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just interesting. Hopefully they get that worked out. But if yeah. not, yeah. There, 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 are some other, there are some other things out there. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, is, it is. So what would you say to... To somebody, I mean, to somebody who is who is thinking about it, what would be? I mean, what do you say to your teachers to to get them over the hump? I'm here to support you. Let me come over and help you. I just worked with a teacher. We did some planning this summer in June on a great project she's working on, and we just kind of dusted it off because she's doing it here at third quarter. And I said, I will be here for you Thursday. And she's like, Oh, thank you so much. And I think that just means the world is I'm here for you. That's my job is to support you. I'm just like a coach for, for golf, for my golf team. I'm you're struggling in a golf meet. I'm going to find you and I'm going to come up and help you. It's yeah. no different than me with a teacher. So I'm not going to sit here and, you know, I'm, I've jumped in where teachers are struggling a little before with a lesson with technology. Hey, let me come in here and help you with this. Or, Hey, this student does a good job. Let's show his example. Um, but it's just, I always tell my teachers that that's what my job is. I, I'm, you know, I'm here to provide the catalyst, the spark for you guys, and you just go with it. I'm, my job is to set them up for success. Yeah. And I think my advice would be similar to what I said before. When you ask yourself, what if? Yep. Flip that. What if? Yep. What if? Because typically it's what if it bombs? What if it goes yeah. poorly? Flip yep. it. Say, but what if it doesn't? But yeah. what if? You trying something new has lights the spark in yep. that student in your class who is just is waiting, is clinging yeah. for it. I mean, 
I I will. I mentioned, and I, and I'm not, I'm not trying, but I've written a book, mm-hmm. which is coming out in March, and it is the most terrifying thing <laughs> I've never done. It, it, I was it, just going to ask you. I was just going to ask you. Was it, that? Were you afraid going into that situation? Abs- a- Absolutely. I, I was passionate about mm-hmm. what I wrote. Yep. Um, passionate about the message that I believe in. But one of the scariest things that I've done was when I was done to send it to people to read, yep. to 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 that focus group to say, "Here's something I really believe in." Yep. What do you think? Yep. Because talk about the fear coming up. Like, what if they think it stinks? Giving it to an editor, a professional. What if he or <laughs> he thinks it stinks? What? What? Yeah. What if? What? Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should just keep it to myself. Maybe I. What if? But having to say, but what if one person gets a hold of that book and it does something for that person? That's and that's my goal. That's my my prayer for the book is that at yeah. least if one person gets something out of that book, you know what? Then it was worth it. But if I listen to the fear of you're not a writer, you can't do this. People aren't going to like it. Yep. What we we can't listen to the what ifs or and or, what does that matter if they say that to you anyway? You know, it's your it's something you're passionate about. It. It's somebody's. You know, they read it and they're judging it. I mean, I, yeah, that's the, again, it's that fear of rejection. And yeah. it's the human beings, I think, yeah. naturally. Yeah. And, and somebody <laughs> undoubtedly will think it stinks. And yeah. that's, yeah. And, and you know what? Okay. So be it. So yeah. be it. But, but yep. hopefully somebody doesn't think it stinks. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we'll get something. It'll be somebody that's not a teacher yeah. <laughs> or has been in that seat right there having to make those decisions, you yeah. know, that you yeah. have to make on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, moral of this episode, everyone, if you're listening and you're thinking about trying something new, go for it. Do not let the F word, the other F word, the, <laughs> the fear word, the, the fear <laughs> word, don't let it control you. And when you ask yourself, what if flip it? What if? Yeah. What if, or I, I really like that. So what if you bomb, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yep. It's like, What's the worst thing that could happen? I think we might be on a, on onto another blog post there. Off of my, uh, I might have flip it <laughs> something with flip it. I might have some cooking here. So there you go. There. there you go. Well, awesome, Craig. Thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed this chat. Hopefully, people have gotten something out of it. And like I say frequently, even if nobody listens, it doesn't matter because I got something out of it. And. Uh, <laughs> I know you've podcasted as well. It's like we podcast for ourselves. So it's uh, right. It's therapeutic. It's my therapy. It's free therapy. That's the way I look at it. Absolutely. So for anyone who wants to, you mentioned your blog and and online, how can somebody uh, get a hold of you, follow you, learn from you? Yeah, blog is uh, just www.craigbadura.com. I also have my teacher resource page at thedigitaldogpound.com. And then you can uh, hook up with me on the Twitter and the on the Twitters and the Insta at, at Mr. Badura. Awesome. And that's B-A-D-U-R-A. You got so, it. Awesome. Well, as I said at the open, uh, I've learned from you. I enjoyed talking with you. Hopefully, we'll be able to chat again. Yes. Um, keep hitting them straight. 
<laughs> I don't know about that, but thanks well, for having me. I, I appreciate the opportunity. It's it's turning into it's a little bit more left than I'd like anymore. But you know what? Like we talked about before the program, I just enjoy being out there with my family. That's that's really what it's all about for me anymore. I don't really care about the scores. It's just knowing that I'm going to be playing this game for the next hopefully 40 years with my kids. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that is awesome. So. Well, thanks, Craig, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Totally appreciate it. As, as always, as I say, if you have not already subscribed, be sure to subscribe. If iTunes is your preferred uh, thing, subscribe in iTunes. We're also in Google Play. We're here on Spotify. Or if you prefer to just listen on the web, you can listen to the podcast page on brentcoley.com. All right, Craig, once again, thanks for uh, joining me. For everyone, thank you. Thank you. And until next time. Have a good one.